You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of KCSN Update. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to this special episode of KCSN Update. I'm BJ Kissel, joined by a very special guest and a friend of the network, we can say now, that it's uh, multiple appearances and host of Up and Adams and one of the most recognizable voices in NFL media, Kay Adams. Kay, thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Let's try to get Tucker drunk at a Super Bowl parade. we got to get past these, uh, these banged-up dolphins. Let's go. Saturday night on Peacock. I'm sure there's many opinions about that. At some point, my dream is that this game will be exclusive on KC Sports Network. Ooh, let's manifest someday in the future. There we go. I like I like thinking big. I like that. And and a top three moment in KCSN history is Tucker on the Up and Out of Show <laughs> drinking, chugging a Bud Light on live TV. I don't know. Live streaming I don't know what I was in store for, but excellent, intrepid sideline reporting, real investigative, nitty-gritty stuff. Loved it. I, I think he's he found his niche. That was the perfect situation <laughs> for Tucker, but... Okay, I do want to talk to you a little bit about this matchup, and then uh, we've got a segment in the second half of the show that I think people are going to enjoy with six burning questions. We've got three questions for each other, uh, and we don't know what we're going to ask necessarily, so I'm excited about that. But looking at this game on Saturday night between the Chiefs and the Dolphins, uh, with all the storylines coming in, with the weather, Tyreek, the rematch from the Week 9 game, what storyline are you most looking forward to watching play out? I know it's going to be historically cold. I made a point because I know I was going to talk to you to ask, make sure to ask four-time Super Bowl champion Rob Gronkowski, <laughs> what do I need to know about playing in the cold? And he said nothing. It's people make too big of a deal of it. Even this, sure, they'll probably run the ball more. Pacheco loves seeing him back at practice. I think he gets in the end zone. So hopefully we have that. The big storyline is just this banged-up Dolphin squad, right? Both safeties have in practice. Uh, Devon uh, HN has an injury. Tyreek's got a quad. I mean, they got Justin Houston former chief, might start in this game. Their entire starting offense is either out or hobbled and, and not doing very well. So that's certainly something I'm looking for. As far as storylines and what I'd really like to see if I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan is I want to see Patrick Mahomes in the best way channel his inner Alex Smith and just manage the game. I can't, we're at a very rare and probably not long, long for bear moment where Mahomes will hurt the team if he does too much. It's never been that way, right? We're in this, just don't mess it up. Run the offense, manage stuff. Their games, their losses, I think five of six, most most of them are one possession games. All, all had turnovers in them. All you have to do is, in what might be Andy Reid's last game at Arrowhead or whatever we're talking about here, just manage the game. It'll be interesting to see. Um, Patrick do that successfully and let this defense, this number two squad do their thing. Yeah, I think Matt Nagy talked about that this week and that you have to, the goal is to win the game, not put up huge numbers offensively and that, you know, in the past you turn the ball over, it's fine because the Chiefs are going to put up 35 points regardless of how many possessions they get. Not really the case this year and you've got the number two scoring defense, number two overall defense uh, in the league. You want to use that to your advantage and not force things, uh, which is against Patrick Mahomes' nature to go out there and try to make a play. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think, and we've talked about it all week uh, on our network, is that if the Chiefs win the turnover battle, I think they win the game. If they lose the turnover battle, I don't know if they win this game. And that that's how the margin of error is just different for the Chiefs this year than it's been in the past. 
Um, but obviously with Tyreek coming back, that leads its own storyline that we've been talking about all week. And that uh, it's one of those trades, Kay, that, that worked out for both sides. Yeah. Um, the Chiefs, they got their Super Bowl with them. Tyreek became the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history. Uh, and then the Chiefs used the resources they got from trading Tyreek to load up and then go win another Super Bowl with Trent McDuffie with some of the money they had freed up and not paying Tyreek all that money the year before. Uh, and so, yeah, I on the Dolphins side, they paid Tyreek for games like this, not just the production he's had the last two years. This is a, a game that, you know, this is why they paid Tyreek to come in here. It just happened to be in Kansas City to all the added storylines. But moving on, I'm curious for you. And Tyreek's got a quad, too, so people have to look at. I mean, he now he's got, he has a I mean, he's out there doing backflips when he's hurt already. It's it's a mess. We're talking about those turnovers. You know, the, Ramsey's got a knee now. I'm worried. I, I I see this as a Kansas City Chiefs win. And then in, in that world, Beach, I would not be surprised to see this Chiefs team in the Super Bowl. You can't. Not when you have the, one of the best defenses in the league and you have Patrick Mahomes and the institutional knowledge that is Andy Reid with Patrick Mahomes. It would be – it would be – Nobody in Baltimore is rooting for the Chiefs to win this game. <laughs> this is the time of year it'd be really tough to root against the Chiefs. And as much as people make a, a deal about, you know, they're not the same team and they're susceptible and they're not very good and they suck and all that, they lost one game by more than one possession. And I, it's, you can count on one hand how many games in his career Patrick Mahomes has lost by more than one possession. That they're right there. It's just, it's the turnovers. It's not being able to get past the one or two mistakes, which the margin of error has always been bigger than it's been for the Chiefs right now. But for you... Would you be more surprised if the Chiefs make it to the AFC Championship? And based on what you just said, I think I know the answer to this question, but make it to the AFC title game or if they lose to the Dolphins on Saturday night? You know, you just said people say they're not the same team. They really aren't the same team. Like, they don't pass the eye test. The turnovers are weird. Um, me asking Patrick Williams to not do his magic stuff is weird. But the defense gives me a lot of faith. I have faith in the defense. I have faith that that maybe Travis Kelsey on a week of rest somehow like digs deep and finds something. I have uh, I have faith that this team knows how to leave the season behind them. I have I have faith that Patrick Mahomes is a leader that can say let's let's do this because I think the best quarterbacks are able to do that. And I can't I can you know what is it just just the uh, the Burrow Bram Super Bowl is the only one that you know didn't have Mahomes or Brady in it in, in recent memory. Like, the best quarterbacks make it to the big game, uh, the big game in the conference, and then, of course, the Super Bowl. Uh, I would not be surprised if it's Chiefs-Ravens, and and not just about my faith in the Chiefs and what they're able to do and my my unwillingness to, to bet against them, but also I think at some point the injuries are just too much for this Dolphins squad. Sure, they can win. I think Devon Achan is going to run a lot on this team, though he's come up with a bit of an injury this week as well. Uh, but, but, you know, anything can happen as we've seen. I mean, look at the coaching situation right now. Any, that NFL is the craziest thing in the world. Um, but if I had to pick one, it is the Chiefs experience and their, the height of their, their potential and talent over a really injured Dolphin squad. Yeah, you mentioned the one guy that uh, A-Chain is the one guy that I'm worried about. He's kind of the X factor for this game and that Mike McDaniel will figure out a way to match up A-Chain on Willie Gay, on Nick Bolton, on one of the linebackers, which for the Chiefs defense, as good as they've been, if you're going to attack them, you want to attack the linebackers in pass coverage. And you add in the elements with what they're going to be. You might want shorter passes, not throwing the ball deep down the field with all the crap that's going to be going on with the weather. A-Chain is the guy that I'm worried about. It's the third and three little arrow route, the little into the flat, 
guy's late to get there. Nick Bolton's late to get there. All of a sudden, he turns it upfield for 30, 40 yards. Those are the plays that I'm worried about. Not necessarily the deep bombs to Ty- to Tyreek. Uh, Tyreek's going to get his he's going to get his plays. A chain's the one that that could really throw a wrench into what the Chiefs want to do defensively. As aggressive as Steve Spagnuolo gets, uh, sending extra guys, getting the ball to A chain in space. That's that's a recipe for a problem for the Chiefs. All right. My other question, and you, you just kind of mentioned it with the Ravens, because my favorite matchup for Wild Card Weekend, just across AFC, NFC, my favorite storyline is the Rams and Lions. It is Jared Goff and uh, Matthew Stafford playing against each other. And the predicament that Lions fans find themselves in, now the jersey ban, all the stuff going on, it's got to be really uncomfortable for Lions fans that you finally get the year they're hosting a game at Ford for first time ever, first time forever. <laughs> And then the one guy that's going to take it away from you is the guy that gave you absolutely everything he had. And no reason to root for him. I don't know him at all. Never talked to him. But I yeah. respected Matthew Stafford for what he's done for the game of football, what he did for Detroit. And for him to be the one to come back and potentially put an end to that miracle or miraculous destiny-type season for Detroit, uh, just it's fascinating to watch. This is a great wild card weekend i will say i'm not a fan of the monday game in general just because i just think i want three and three i want it clean i don't like that the winner of eagles bucks is on a shorter week going into the divisional round i don't think that's very fair or cool and i'd rather have it nice and clean three and three all of them have great storylines yours to me is my favorite the lions rams because what the rams were able to do it has nothing to do with stafford but to me stafford is a boring storyline he's going to go in there they're going to love him He's a legend. He's won a Super Bowl. There's no, there's no like stakes. In my opinion, there's no yep. stakes in it for him. It's a beautiful moment. Embrace it. Enjoy it. Fala la 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 la. This is Jared Goff go time. This is the dude with the chip on the shoulder. This is a dude who was basically said by Sean McVay, "Thank you, you're not the guy," and he was right. Stafford was the guy, and they went and they won a Super Bowl together. Not with Goff. Goff has so much to prove. He's with Outlook Porta. And he's got what I believe will be in estimate, like looking back on it, what we will describe as one of the most electric atmospheres we've seen. Like week one, Jets Bills was something like I've never seen. I was in the building, 9-11, Aaron jogs with the flag, goes out, and they get, you know, and they kill. Like it was on, and that was, that was, that's something I'll never forget. That atmosphere, what I'm talking about is the electricity, the intensity that will be going on in Detroit, and they deserve it. First home playoff game since 1993. Uh, I can't get enough of that. And from Jared Goff's perspective, it's hard for me to not root for him and that fan base to get a win. And it's going to be nearly impossible against McVay and Puka and Kyron, who's looking like Todd Gurley on their run to the Super Bowl. So uh, lots to look forward to. Don't sleep on a 38-year-old AFC, uh, you know, uh, uh, heel turner who went from destroying the Browns as a Raven to now taking on the sexiness of C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryan, this unbelievable Texans-Browns matchup to kick it off. Uh, and this is whatever, you know, you saw what we saw in the college game on Monday night. That's not going to happen this weekend. Every game is loaded and incredible, and I cannot wait for Super Wild Card Weekend. I need the Browns to win because then next week, the same kind of storyline. I need Joe Flacco going to Baltimore. And the Chiefs yeah. win. I need Joe Flacco going to Baltimore. We get Stafford and Golf in the rematch or in their, all their storylines. And I see Joe Flacco going to Baltimore and – Another interesting predicament for Ravens fans. There's always some quarterback that just, you know, some that folds is it. Like it's an un- NFL is such a crazy place. I love it. Awesome. All right. We'll be right back. We've got six burning questions with Kay Adams right after this quick break. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. 
Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Hanging out with Kay Adams. All right, Kay, it's time for our six burning questions. I've got three questions for you, and you've got three questions for me. Okay. And we'll see where we go with this. This is not necessarily football-related. Uh, we Last time we talked, I loved our conversation just about media and just how all of this and covering the NFL and all of that. And I didn't get a chance to ask you a couple of these questions last time. Okay. What is your favorite thing to do about covering football for a living and doing this for a living? I think there's never a dull moment and case in point these past two weeks in the NFL. I think it's uh, the, this, the, the play is compelling and it's its own thing. I'm always consumed by the storylines. I was obsessed back in October. I first heard, I think the team would like to explore trading Bill Belichick. I heard that from a, a somebody, a close source. And I said, that's crazy. And I became obsessed with it. And now it's all sort of coming to fruition and the ins and the outs and it's a relationship business and it is a against all odds business. I am I am here for the Baker Mayfield turnaround story that still nobody's paying attention to, but watch them knock out the Eagles and see them have a deep playoff run. That would be amazing. I'm here for those sort of storylines, the launches of Dynasty with Patrick Mahomes, who people didn't even believe in coming out of college, me among them uh, out of Texas Tech, not thinking thinking it was a product of having to throw because of his defense. All of those things amount to something, uh, and it makes it really easy to get up and love doing my job in the morning. I got to follow up to this because last time uh, that we spoke, we spoke a lot about your path to get here and what you've done so far. 
um, and and taking you know that midnight to six a.m. shift and having and crossing paths with the ESPN people uh, that gave you one of your big breaks. And I think everyone that's done this has a story like that where somebody you just happened to be in the right place at the right time and got a break and then took advantage of it. Um, from here going forward, now what does the future look like? And not to put you in any kind of bad spot <laughs> with what you're doing, but where where do you want to see yourself and what do you see the trajectory of of what you're doing with the Up and Adam Show and, and everything else about what you've been creating? over the last several years and what you've created for yourself is this yeah. huge voice within NFL football. I've never been a plan or goal oriented person ever. I sort of just say yes a lot and, oh, this this opportunity comes. Yes, this works for me, doesn't work for me. And that's how I sort of manage things. I don't think that that's the advice I'd give someone. I think people having a plan or a long-term idea um, is a really brilliant way to, to, to handle things with uh, with Up and Adams, I think I approach it with a bit of gratitude, more so than I would have in the past. I, I, I almost like have more time to think about it now. And I think it comes with age and experience. And I can name 15 shows on 10 different networks that don't get renewed or one and done, one season. It's very hard to get a second season of a show. The fact that we're, we're in the midst of our second playoff round, I approach that with a lot of the same gratitude that, you know, we heard Pete Carroll talk about when he got emotional about his departure from the Seahawks. Like, it's about being so grateful for what you had and what you have. Um, that said, we are in such a fun, it is fun to, it's fun to sort of guess and play around with where the business is going. I think my move to FanDuel in the midst of such a shakeup in the injury, uh, in the industry where, you know, a lot of um, jobs are being minimized. There's a lot of, a lot of stress going on. FanDuel is a company that I just saw and understood. And after speaking to them very quickly, just knew they were willing, they wanted to invest. They want to invest in content. That's where the business is going. Um, and so that was an easy move for me. So now it becomes like, what else is a fun place to play? You know, I think what what um, my old colleague, Nate Burleson, did with Nickelodeon is brilliant because he saw in that, that makes sense. That's where it's going. That's an opportunity. How much more of that is going on right now? I look at um, some of the digital companies. I look at some of the the streamers. Netflix, uh, something I'm really interested in. I did the the Netflix Cup F1 uh, PGA sort of combo. I'm interested in them doing more. They're now doing. They did quarterback. Now they're doing an NBA one following LeBron James. So what the other companies are doing, um, there's so much opportunity there to do stuff. And I used to be obsessed with this idea of the traditional, like I want the place at the desk with the ties and the and the and then now um now I sort of feel like I didn't ask to sort of lead the way into these new fronts but if that's it happens uh, I'm gonna embrace it no that's awesome yeah we've talked before you know with KCSN like it was never the goal to yeah. own a company or to do any of this stuff it's just one day you step back and you're like you know what I don't have to worry about going and finding something else why don't we just try our own thing like we've done this long enough we know the business we know how this stuff works uh, at least we thought we did, and then we started, and we realized how much we didn't know about a lot of things. Yeah. Um, we had to figure it out as we go, but no, that's good stuff. All right, what do you got for me? What was the moment? So I wanted to ask you sort of like what your toughest decision was in this, in your you know business aspect, but if not that, because kind of a hard question, just like what was the moment that you were like, I, I can go with a family, with this, with like all these, you know, just like with the, the hassle, honestly, of managing people, of all that what was the moment that you said, like, I'm going to go all in on this? It's funny. We, um, it, KCSN kind of came together over time. It was a lot of conversations um, with a lot of the guys that we started this with. I've been friends with for a long time. You know, one of them, Craig Stout, I've been friends with Craig since 
long before I worked for the Chiefs and started doing Chiefs content. We were at Arrowhead Pride at the same time. There were a bunch of us. It's the cool part is there were a lot of us. There's five or six of us uh, that were at Arrowhead Pride back in the day during the Scott Pioli, Todd Haley, Matt Castle era uh, that we were all creating content on that blog back when, before social media kind of took off the way that it has. Back then, blogs were how you'd communicate with people that lived in different cities. And yeah. Chiefs fans would get together. I had moved out to San Diego. I wanted to interact with, I was a sales rep for a company and didn't have an office to go to, wanted to interact with people as a diehard Chiefs fan, found a blog, started interacting you know, with the people on there that have become friends. But there are five or six of us that have gone on to like national platforms or doing this on a full-time basis that back then were doing it for free, just commute, like talking on a blog together. So um, the moment that it just kind of clicked for me, uh, it was actually um, the LS always created for KCSN on Valentine's Day, uh, a couple weeks after I'd gone down to the Senior Bowl and ran into um, Craig Matt and Kent, who we ended up launching KCSN with. Uh, was down there. We kind of literally cliche, but we drew it like on a napkin of just like, if we did something on our own, like how could that work? What would that look like? And it started with Substack and just the financial side of things, making sure they got taken care of because uh, they were the ones kind of risking losing at a platform that they were at at the time. They were getting paid at that time. Uh, I was like, we don't want to give up the money that we have coming in right now. How can we make this work? And so uh, we had that part figured out. And I remember sitting at the kitchen counter, um, staring at like the legal zoom or whatever, it was the crazy LLC, which for me was the moment that it became real yeah, and for everybody else. It was months later, but for me, it was like, should we do this? Should we not? It wasn't a done deal at that time. I was just like, you know what? Something told me you have to do this. Like, this is the time to try and do something like this. And, um, it's, it's worked because we have a lot of great people, uh, that work very, very hard that are all in this together. Um, I get, uh, kind of forefront because I'm known as the guy that kind of managing things, but this would not work if we didn't have phenomenal people creating great content that it's almost in spite of me with a lot of the, the mistakes that I've made as I learned how my roles kind of changed. Um, but yeah, I, I will never forget, um, sitting at the counter, creating an LLC, uh, knowing that there was an opportunity to create something like this in Kansas city that wasn't here and that we had an opportunity to put the right people together. I thought, uh, within the chief space starting, um, that could, kind of disrupt the market a little bit uh, and do something I different. Don't, were you, have, were you not scared is the wrong word, but were you like, what the? Yeah, I, I know content and like, I know Chiefs fan and I am one. I kind of grew up creating content in this space. So the content side of things never really um, scared me. It was everything else that I didn't quite know a lot about is the sponsorships and the monetization of everything where it's like, how does this all work? And like, you just got to figure it out. And luckily I have good relationships with people. I'm very transparent. Anyone's ever known me, you'll know where I stand about everything. Uh, and that works for a lot of the partners that just like the the refreshing nature of just having somebody be open and be like, yeah, we tried that, didn't work at all. Like I screwed this up. Let me go try something to make good. On yeah. stuff they didn't even know was a mistake. And like, I'm the one bringing it up. Be like, hey, we tried this, didn't work very well. I want to try to do something else to take care of you. And for some partners uh, that we have that are stuck with us, like that works really well for them and they enjoy that part of it. Yeah. That's good. And there's a lot of tough decisions in your in your line of work, in your role. A lot of decision making. Yeah. And it's so fluid and, and things are changing so quickly. And we're leaning into a lot of platforms that there's not a lot of overhead to operate on them, but you have to do it the right way. And you have to make the, the different platforms and different ways you're creating content all work together. And so that's what I spend a lot of time doing is trying to figure out how to be most efficient uh, and how to build multiple platforms, all the social channels, everything simultaneously at once without a lot of resources. Um, we didn't borrow money. We didn't go into debt. We don't have investors. We just operate with what we have. And we've been doing that from the beginning. 
Um, and it's been really special. And again, it's more so because of everyone else around me uh, that has been very, very good at what they're doing. So move on to the next question I have for you. And it's what's the toughest part of what you do or your job or your kind of development within this area that people might not realize on the outside? I'm sure you get a lot of people that reach out to you that have questions uh, about how you got into this. What would maybe be one thing that people would be surprised to learn is is more difficult than maybe it looks? I've never found being on the air difficult. So it's that that the the job is so easy. It's everything else that is difficult. It is delegating is difficult. Um, uh, patience is extremely difficult for me interpersonally and professionally. I mean, let's go, let's go, person. Um, uh, 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 oh man, I what is the mo- the most challenging thing? I think in any in any venture. The most challenging thing is consistency, just consistent wins, like great, like, you know, what the Chiefs are doing, what the Patriots did for so long, what, you know, like I respect the hell out of Mike Tomlin because it's consistent. How do you keep people motivated? How do you stay motivated yourself? How do you not fall off? How do you, so to consistently put out and stay motivated to do better uh, at, at what you're doing, whether it's on the air, you know, there's, there's, I was on, you know, I was on NFL network every day for three hours. And I, there were times I would just, you know, like you're just going to catch yourself going through the lotion. Mm-hmm. How to stop, that's challenging. How to stop doing that and realize, no, you can get better and, uh, and better and how, and how to do that. I think just like managing, managing, uh, you know, being, being on a team where you have to make decisions is difficult there i've worked my way into my answer my answer is what i was asking about tough decisions i'm i'm a notoriously indecisive person i will take a decision it'll take me even with my even like my decision to to you know some decisions come very easy to me but like little decisions about what to lead the show with like matthew hamilton is like <laughs> what are we are we doing carol are we doing belichick what are we do you know like are we doing reed or are we doing, and i'm like oh so i yeah. like, being decisive has never been easy for me. i can and kick my own ass with about anything any decision that i make i will tell you the 10 reasons i'm wrong before i even make the decision really? uh, i can talk myself out of it, just about anything and everything which looking back is probably what's made it successful is that i think yeah. through every angle and i, I consider all the possibilities uh, and that sometimes you can't make everyone happy, which is the hardest thing for me to even say out loud because it's worried I hate that wrong decision. And then at and then I don't even know what the fear is. People make wrong decisions. I really admire people who are decisive. I in my personal relationships, I love someone who just leads and says, like, I want this is this is what I, this is what we should do. This is what like a girl's trip. This is where we're going. A boyfriend. This is where, you know, we should spend our time, whatever it is. Like I really admire it because it's something that I struggle with and find challenging in my job. Yeah. All right. What's the next one for me? Oh, I, I think I wrote one down. Oh, um, well, I'm hearing all this Andy Reid stuff. So let's do a little foot. You've covered, you know, your content creator at heart. What is your favorite or best Andy Reid story moment or fairy tale? It. I've told the story before uh, only a couple of times and only people who have been around him will understand. Um, Andy Reid's got such a fun sarcastic personality that I didn't get to see even when I worked there I didn't get to see it a ton uh, I heard about it all the time and I saw it in glimpses maybe when he'd be talking to other people and I was around but I wasn't like involved in it and there was one instance where I saw a side of Andy Reid that everybody had talked about I had never personally seen 
and it was I think my first year working with the Chiefs. We were at the the indoor, and I'm I'm kind of describing it because uh, I was there for people who don't know how the the building is laid out. I'll do the best I can to explain it. But we were leaving the indoor practice field, and then there's a hallway that goes kind of by the locker room, by the weight room, and it's kind of like a back way to a staircase that takes uh, you up to like the, where the coach's office and the second floor where all the coaches are. And I was walking from, I believe it was like the local pro day, sometime in the spring. It was, wasn't was during the season. I was walking with Ted Cruz, uh, the I don't know what his title is, right. the, the EVP of communications for the Chiefs, guy you always see with coach. Yeah, I used to work for him uh, in my first job, Wild. Okay. So I was walking with Ted. It was just Ted and I walking down this hallway. Nobody else is around. We get up to this corner where there's a hallway down to the right side. There's the stairs out to the left that go up to the practice field. And we were walking and all of a sudden Coach Reed jumps out from behind the corner and yells boo as loud as he can. And then Ted like jumps back and screams. And the coach just says, ha, gotcha. And then he walked off. And I just remember thinking like, what the hell was that? I've never seen, I'd never seen that side of Coach Reed before. And Ted's like, he does that stuff all the time. And then when he gets up at his pressers, he's just very boring, like doesn't really say a whole lot. Every once in a while, it's mainly during OTAs when he gets tired, I think, of getting this in questions. He'll he'll throw a joke in there about food or something. Uh, yeah. But that him jumping out and just being Ted and I was the first time I saw that funny personality of him that whenever he does decide to, to stop coaching, which I don't think is for a long time, if you ask me, just because I know how much he works and what he puts into this, uh, he would be phenomenal at media uh, in doing and seeing that other side of coach that the players see, his coaches see. Uh, I think coach would be really, really good at it. I like that. And I feel like a lot of you wouldn't expect that. And so I immediately am, am rooting for him for that because I feel like the people who come with these lofty expectations, like Tom Brady's going to be in the media. I'm like, is how's that going to go? Like, I think yeah. Andy Reid would be a great one, obviously. Um, so incredible. And God, gosh, that's a, that's a great story. He's always, you know, it's so funny. I have the opposite, but we have very different jobs. To me, coach is always funny. Just to me, coach is yeah. never, I don't know that I've ever had like a serious coach, Andy Reid moment. I always have like a, you're being good. What, what, what kind of music are you listening to? Like, so there's like random stuff. And I'm like, huh? Like he's, yeah. I think he's more open to like answering non-football. A lot of the guys will open up and yeah, show you different personality if you don't ask him. Long, I don't have to ask him about Chris Jones or something. Yeah, like. yeah. those especially like the halftime interviews on preseason. Like, yeah, yeah. I gotta say a whole lot. All right, my last goal: we'll do rapid fire. The last two. Uh, what's your favorite interview that you've ever done in your career? Oh my gosh, it's a loaded one. You mentioned or most that. memorable that, that pops into your mind right now. I mean, it was polarizing in that marketplace for sure. But me and Chris Jones on the sideline. Doing yoga was pretty fun. I didn't know that was going to happen. Um, I will say you guys have this kid coming to you guys Saturday night on Peacock. You you mentioned uh, that he could, could potentially be a threat. He's a little banged up. His name is Devon Achan, okay? And he came on my show uh, in December. And this this is someone who's running at like eight yards per carry, people. Like he's an absolute monster. He does not celebrate when he scores touchdowns. Now, this is this is a team that... You know, the word isn't obnoxious, but they're demonstrative. This is a team that wants you to know that they're having fun, that they're a good time. Tyreek Hill, the whole the whole lot of them. Uh, and they all celebrate in the end zone, waddle, dances, all of that. He won't. HN won't do it. He goes, this is my job to score touchdowns. And he's scoring a lot of them regularly, very much. So uh, I really enjoyed his demeanor, what he's learning and absorbing from his teammates like Raheem Mostert. Uh, and I think he's a star. So I think out of all of my interviews this year, that one really, really stuck out to me. Devon That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I, I think we talked last time about a running back that we talk about smaller, 
quick running backs with that style that don't celebrate after touchdowns, the first thing that popped in my brain was Darren Sproles. 100%. Because Darren Sproles was like that in high school. He didn't show anybody up, and everybody knew who he was since he was six years old. Everybody in the city knew he was the best football player. Nobody could tackle him then. It was, I think I told you before, it was great when all of us that played against him growing up saw other people and professionals try to tackle him, and they couldn't. It was like, well, good. Now we don't feel so dumb that nobody could tackle the little dude that played for the North. Um, But he didn't show anybody up in high school. He didn't do that at all. And you don't want to talk about it, and you just wanted to be about his business, which I love. I will say on my list to interview is, and this is not going to make Kansas City Chiefs fans happy, but Joe Burrow. I've never interviewed Joe Burrow. I think he's so quiet and a bit strange, and I just want to get in there and talk to him. I've talked to his parents. I've talked to like everyone around him, but uh, but never him. Okay, my last question for you. Yes. Sports Network, to bring it full circle here, in five, ten years, can you paint the picture of what it looks like? Um, <laughs> no, I can't. I, it's changing so much. Um, I'm having a blast. We're all having a blast, uh, kind of figuring that this out as we go. It's stressful. Uh, it's difficult to, to kind of know where the wind's going to blow, um, in sports media and the way that we're set up. Um, but we've created a little niche for ourselves. We're not going anywhere. Um, and we're having a lot of fun and I can promise you the one thing I can promise that KCSN will continue to do, uh, and anybody who's heard me talk, probably gets sick of me talking about it. Uh, but the, the work we do with our foundation, uh, the seven programs that we do giving back to our community, it was always going to be as important to us to do something positive with the platforms and the audience that we were building, uh, that it needed to be more than just creating content to distract people from work or listening to other working at. And there needed to be something more real st- steel line that Coach Reed says all the time. Here's what's real. Um, something that's real and that we give back to the community and it will always be, it's from the day we launched, it was important to us. And five years from now, I hope that we'll continue to scale and, and do more things giving back to the community because it's the stuff that genuinely, authentically feels good about what we're doing. As cool as it is to look at numbers and look at rankings and see where the top Chiefs podcast network, that kind of stuff after a couple of years is cool. But the stuff we do in the community is impactful and it's real uh, and it's what feels what feels good. I, I'm, it, that's amazing that that's what's leading you, but I'm not going to let you just say that you've carved out a little niche for yourself. Like you've created a full on business, a content business. It's really inspiring. So don't be too humble. It, it's really hard to step back and see it. I think anybody who's wired uh, the same way, I believe you're wired yeah. a lot of the same way. It's hard to step back and, and see, cause I see myself as the blogger that wasn't, it wasn't that long ago. I was working for free. Uh, wasn't that long ago That's that you were working just as hard. It's just like so important to stop and take a minute though. In some way, things are easier now than they were. And something <laughs> where things, it's, the stress is there, but some of the stuff is is easier than it was when I was staying up charting games on a Microsoft Excel document, uh, blogging for free. I mean, that was fun and I did it because I enjoyed it. Uh, I wasn't trying to do it to grow anywhere. It was just like, hey, this is fun. And it just kept leading to, to more places. And so that's what's been really cool about this for our journey, but. 2028, and he rejoins Casey Sports. <laughs> that, that, that would be Why something. Why not? Or Kay Adams joins weekly. How about that? We'll put you on the spot. Why not, BJ? Why not? All right. Hopefully, I'll see you at Super Bowl. But if not, yes. I have family in Kansas City. So I, maybe I'll be out there and I'll come check it out all out. Please do. We'll right. we'll talk soon. Again, so appreciate it. Appreciate Kay Adams for joining us and appreciate uh, all of you for listening or watching on YouTube. Uh, we'll have plenty more content getting you ready for Chiefs and Dolphins on Saturday night. Thanks all for listening. Patrick Mahomes, game manager.
Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.